0: Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father God, I just thank you so much for each person that is watching this video, whether it's live or whether it's a rebroadcast. Lord, I pray that Holy Spirit is not bound by technology, not bound by zip codes and area codes, time zones. But I pray, Father, that Holy Spirit meets us right where we're at in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. I pray that whatever we're dealing with, whatever stresses of this life, whatever fears, whatever anxieties, whatever thoughts that are coming to our minds, even right now as I'm praying, as there's people thinking of something else, I pray that you give us peace in our mental, peace in our minds. You said in your word that you've given us the mind of Christ, so let us focus on the person of Jesus this morning. Let us pause. Let us rest in him, knowing that he is the Alpha and Omega at the beginning of the end, that nothing happens from him knowing. And even as I'm hearing right now, you're reminding me, Lord, as I'm hearing the birds sing in the trees, Father, that you say not even a sparrow falls to the ground without you knowing. But how much more valuable are your sons and daughters, are the people, the person that is watching me right now and listening to me right now, how much more valuable are they than a sparrow? So Let us rest in you, God. Lord, I thank you, Father, for Holy Spirit active that is even ministering to the hearts and the minds of those that are hearing me right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We said amen, amen, and amen. Listen, thank y'all so much for jumping on here today. And today I really, since we're not literally in person, I want, wanted to give the whole church Labor Day weekend, holiday weekend. Right, Most people are off work tomorrow. Um, if you got to work, praise God for you as well. But I wanted to read Genesis chapter two, verse three. All right, Genesis chapter two, verse three. We're going to read this together, all right? It says this, so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested. You hear me? God rested from all of his work that he had done in creation. So here is God. Right. No earth. Just God. God always was and God always will be. And then we read in Genesis where God created the heavens and the earth. But here's here's what I really want to focus on. I don't want to focus on all creation. I don't want to focus on what God did in the six days. What I want to focus on and I want you to focus on today is the seventh day. God rested. You hear me? God blessed the seventh day and made it what? Holy. What does holy mean? Holy means set apart. That means there is a day that is set apart, meaning God made one day holy because God himself rested on the seventh day from all of the work that he had done in creation. Now, let me be honest with you as you pass. I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be transparent for a moment. Like one thing about me is when I think of resting, I think of just not doing what I do in the context of nine to five. When I think of resting, I think of I don't want to do this type of work. What I want to do is I want to go out and do other fun stuff. I want to do stuff that Scott Free wants to do. And so I don't know if you like me, when you come in the context of rest, that you want to go out and do something, right? Because a a lot of times, um, you know, certain type of people gain strength They call them extroverted people from being around other people versus like an introverted receives strength when they're, you know, reclusive and they're all alone. And so not one is right and one is wrong, but especially extroverted people have to learn how to really rest, really take a break from it all because my mind and my body is telling me I want to go do something. Yeah, it's my day off, but I want to go do something. And so me and Tammy got an opportunity. And if you were at church last Sunday, you might have heard a little bit of this story. We got an opportunity to go to this thing called Shepherd's Care. Shepherd's Care. And it's a couple who was in ministry for 30 plus years, who kind of got burnt out in the context of ministry. And no they, they thought that nobody was ever really pouring into them. Nobody was teaching them this idea of rest. And it's really not an idea. It's actually a command. It's a command that God put in this 10 commandments that he gave Moses. It's probably one of the most overlooked commandments of all the 10. Right? You shall keep the Sabbath, Sabbath and keep it holy, keep it set apart. And let me let me break down Sabbath for a second before I get into this, what we did with the with this shepherd's care thing. The Sabbath is really a day, it doesn't really matter what day it is. You know, we can't get caught up so much on, oh, it has to be Sunday or it's Saturday. It's really just a day that you keep to the Lord and you rest in Him. And you don't go out and you don't, you know, go crazy and you don't do a bunch of stuff, but you pause. And you meditate on what the Lord has said and what the Lord is doing and what he's done in your life. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is a command from the Lord. It's not a command from Scott Free. It's not a command from Crossover Church ATL. This is a command from the Lord himself to keep a day of rest. And if God had a rest on the seventh day, how much more do me and you have to take time to re S-T, which spells rest. So I've been doing this for 16 years about now, full time, as a, as a living, doing a bunch of stuff for the Lord, doing a bunch of ministry work, working not nine to five, working you know 12, 15, 16, 18 hours a day sometimes. Do I take days off? Yes, me and my wife Tammy take Mondays off. But what happens on Monday on my only day off? It becomes a day that I get to go do errands and I got to go do stuff for myself and I got to go do stuff for our kids and I got to go do this and Scott free wants to go to the, the movies and Scott free, you know Tammy wants to go over here, and so we, we we find ourselves on our on our Sabbath day of rest doing a bunch of stuff. And I, I, I and being real with you, I honestly didn't realize it wasn't us you know really resting. I thought it, we're, we're taking off of work sort of thing. We're not doing what we normally do on a Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday or Friday or Saturday, even a Sunday, but we still were busy doing something. So we get this opportunity to go to this thing called Shepherd's Care. And basically it's this amazing couple who felt called by the Lord to not do vocational ministry in the context of the four walls of the church. But what they wanted to do is get a bunch of houses, um, near hilton head south carolina and bless pastors with a a week of what they call selah rest and so we get there we didn't know what to expect and they basically were like hey you know we know from experience that humanity christians as a whole nevertheless Christian tour in ministry, and let me be real with you, as Crossover ATO, as City Takers Movement, every single one of y'all are in ministry, right? We preach that to you. That's who you are. We are equipping the saints for the work of ministry, so I'm talking to you. This isn't just for me. This is a message for you. They said a lot of times in ministry that, you know, you take off maybe, but do you really rest? And so they're like, look, we're, we, we got this house for you, and Literally, they were like, hey, we're gonna you you can play golf, you can go ride jet skis, you can do like these dolphin cruises, you can do all this stuff, and here's you know, here's vouchers for that, and here's lists of restaurants you can go to, and literally you can do whatever you want, you can do as much as you want, or you can do as little as you want. We just want you to just rest. And so we're super excited because we haven't done nothing like that in a very long time. And so me and Tammy, we get there, we have a good meal together with them. They're like, We don't have to be involved, we can see you next week. You know, God bless you guys. We love y'all and see you later. And so in my mind, and Tammy's a planner. Tammy's like, all right. This is what we're going to do this day. This is what we're going to do this day. This is what we're going to do this day. And in my mind, I'm looking at all the stuff. I said, okay, we can go play mini golf. We can go on jet skis. We can go snorkeling. We can go fishing. We can do this. and we can. That's just how my mind starts to work. And that's fun for me. I was like, I want to go have fun. I want to do something that, that I don't normally do in the ATL, and then he started to share the first night at dinner about this term, Selah, this term Selah, and we read about this term in the Psalms. This term appears 74 times in the Old Testament, 71 times in the Psalms, AKA songs that were written. Three times in Habakkuk. and the idea of this word, uh, a lot of uh, theologians and scholars think it's really a uh, a musical term. And for my musicians, and my creatives out here, you guys might get a little bit of this. You might you might understand this is when when a musician is is playing a composition and they're singing a song. There's a there's a time in the song where you just want to you know just just pause and just kind of meditate and just kind of like you know, we call it an interlude where there's just music playing. and There's no singing. There's no lyrics. There's no nothing happening. And it's just like, like, a, like a brief instrumental. And so the term Selah is like a, a moment of pausing and reflecting. Pausing and thinking about what you were just singing. Right In church, we don't really do that a lot. We just wanna, we get through one song, right? We on to the next song and we're singing these songs. And I'm not knocking it, I love it. I love worshiping the King. I know that God inhabits the praises of his children, and, and, and he uses it in a powerful way, but there's a there's an expression and a term that I want you to really understand and get a hold of. And it, it's it's like pause. And I think about this in the context of writing in the English language, when you write a sentence, I love to write how I talk and it's all over the place. My grammar is all over the place. Tammy's always correcting me and my grammar. So I always do this. I put these, these quotes, these not quotations, these, these um I don't even I don't even remember what I'm going blank right now but you put these different quotation marks and you I, I write things in the middle of a sentence and it's almost like you know I got these can somebody help me figure out what these things are called <laughs> I got this on one side and I got this on the other side and I'm literally thinking about I got the sentence going on but then I got this parentheses thank you Alice, there's a parenthesis and there's another parenthesis on this side and what's happening in between the parentheses is not necessarily in the sentence but it has to do with the sentence but there's like a time in life where you have to put a parenthesis on this side of your day and you have to put a parenthesis on this side of the day. It's not part of, you know, the rest of the life but it's it's, it's a moment of Pausing—it's a moment of reflecting on what the Lord is doing. The rest of the time, and especially in the context of the song, you're singing a song unto the Lord. You're worshiping the Lord, but then there has to be a pause. The Lord's saying, "I need you to think about and meditate on what I'm saying." I don't need you to talk. I don't need you to listen to nothing else. I don't need you to write another message. I don't need you to you know, sing anything out of your mouth, I want you to pause and I want you to meditate on what I've said and what I am saying. It's a powerful thing to think about. What does life inside the parentheses look like for you? I know for me, it wasn't necessarily resting, it was doing. And I love to go out and do, and I'm not saying we shouldn't go out and do, So me and Tammy are at this place in Bluffton, South Carolina, and I'm looking at jet skis. I'm looking at fishing. I'm looking at all these things. And we had vouchers for them, y'all. It wasn't going to cost us nothing. And I'm looking at it. And Tammy, you know, the planner that she is, she's like, okay, Wednesday, we're going to do this. And Tuesday, we're going to go to the beach. And then we could go do jet skis this day. We're going to go do golfing this day. We're going to go this. And then in my mind, I'm like, yeah, we're going to go do it all that's how I've always rested in the past. That's how I've always took my Selah in the the past. And so we go to sleep that day. We wake up the next day ready to take on Bluffton, South Carolina. Ready to go rest on the beach. Ready to go jet skiing. Ready to go have all the fun that we were ready to have. And guess what the Lord did? It didn't just rain, y'all. It was like monsoon rain I mean the Lord opened up the heavens and the rain just came down and I sat there and I thought about what I had just heard about this term Selah about just pausing and meditating on what the Lord was doing and what the Lord was saying and then me and my wife Tammy found ourselves In this house in Bluffton, North Carolina, South Carolina, literally sitting in this house all day long because the Lord caused it to storm. And the Lord just didn't cause it to storm one day. The Lord caused it to storm every single day that we were there for five days straight. And so the Lord taught me. How to say lie. Because scot free, even as your pastor, I would have been out doing a bunch of different things, right? And so the Lord says to keep his day holy. God rested from all the work that he had been doing in creation. So, my question to you is how are you taking your break? How are you putting parentheses on your day? It doesn't really matter what day it is, as I said. It could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. How are you taking your day of rest? We have to say la. And when we look at the Psalms, we look at the moments where David or whomever was writing these Psalms took a a pause for a moment. He paused for confident praise in Psalm 44.8. In God, we boast all day long, he says, and praise your name forever, Selah. We read that he paused for assurance of God's presence in Psalm 46.7. He says, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. He paused to find shelter in God in Psalm 32.7. He says, you are my hiding place. You shall persevere me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah, pause. Let me reflect on what you're saying and what I've just said and what I'm singing unto you. He paused to realize that we are weak and that life is short. In Psalm 39, 4 through 6, Lord, make me known, make me know my end. And what is the measure of my days? That I may know how frail I am. Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadth, and my age is nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is just a vapor. Say, he paused for unshakable confidence in Psalm 46, one through three. He says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid, even though the earth may be removed. And though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, say He paused to consider the assurance of the resurrection in Psalm 49, 15. He says, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. Let me pause for a moment. Let me put a parenthesis on this thing. And let me, let me meditate on what the Lord has been saying. We can go on throughout the whole Psalm because there's 70 something times that this writer of the Psalms, whom David wrote many of them, saying I want you to pause for a moment I want you to reflect for a moment I want you to take an interlude for a moment of life and that's what the Lord is saying that me and you we have to we have to take an interlude we have to put parentheses on our day and there's no better place to take a pause than when God says for you to meditate on what he is saying come on y'all 2020 That's why this is why 2020 was probably one of some of the greatest times of this term. Say law, because just what the Lord did with us, five, you know, last week, five days straight. He caused it to rain in 2020. Literally, everything was shut down. It was the craziest year of in, in history. I mean, the world like shut down. But for many of you guys, there, there was people who went through all kind of stuff. But for many people, for the first time in your life, you found this place of selah. You found this place of rest because it was forced for you to do so. Just like me and Tammy, we were forced to stay in this house. We ate a bunch of good food. Yeah, we ate good food. But the reality is we we sat and we reflected. And we talked, and we were in community, and we slept, and we just chilled. And so 2020 caused that to happen for a lot of us, right? A lot of us were walking around the neighborhood for the first time in probably a decade. Many of us were, you know, outside with our kids throwing footballs, throwing baseballs. Many of us were, you know, resting. many is to reflecting on life, reflecting on our jobs, reflecting on you know our families and I know what it did is it caused families to come together even as a church we started this thing called table talk y'all remember that on Wednesdays? Some of y'all are like oh man I remember that I remember these days I mean we were, we were doing online church just like we're doing today and we had this thing called table talk where you guys were talking about the scriptures amongst your your families amongst your friends. You're having conversations around the word of God. What happened to that, right? Oh, we, we, we got back to life as normal, business as usual. And that's not necessarily all bad. But what the Lord is saying is, as you're going about life, business as usual, make sure you keep a day holy. I have commanded you. This isn't a suggestion. This is a commandment. I have commanded you to take a day of rest take a day to say la. To just pause and just reflect on what the Lord is saying and what the Lord is doing. Come on somebody. This is so good. This is so needed. Don't be like me or the Lord will force you to R E S T. You have to take a day. You know I mean you have to take And listen, like I said, some of us get so caught up on what day it is. It could be Friday. It could be Thursday. It could be whatever day. And maybe if you really, really can't take a whole day, take a few hours and just put some sort of parenthesis on that time that you have where I'm just going to turn off. I'm going to unplug. I'm going to reflect on what the Lord is saying. I'm going to reflect on what God has done in the context of my life this past week. And I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to honor him with my lips and my life. And I'm going to honor him with resting. Because guess what? He has commanded me to do so. And I think that God knows what's best for my life. Come on. And at the end of these five days, me and Tammy. We went and and we, and we met with this person one more time before we left back to Atlanta. And they started to ask us, how was it? And, man, I'll be honest with you. I've never felt just this, this such this, Uh, it's hard to describe. It's just this peace. You know what I mean? Like, and let me be real with you. I said this last Sunday, for the first time in my life since your boy had a cell phone. This thing right here, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching service, and I'm, I'm looking at y'all's comments. For the first time in my life, I actually did something with this cell phone. I did this. You see how I can do this. I did this. I did this with my cell phone. I did this. I swiped that joker right, and it says, slide to power off. And I turned this thing called a cell phone off because it's not just a cell phone. It's a social media phone. It's an email phone. It's a texting phone. It's a phone that is basically a computer that is attached to us without no strings. Yeah, it's attached to us. You know you you know I'm being real. When you leave the house, if you ever leave this thing in the house, you're going back for it. You're not leaving this joke anywhere. You become so addicted. And I didn't realize just how You know what I mean? Like stuck I was to my cell phone and my cell phone was stuck to me. And then at the end of these five, six days, um, this couple asked me a question. And it really hit me. And he said this, he said, how did it feel to turn off your cell phone? And I was honest with him. I said, you know what? The first few days was really, really tough because I was afraid. I'm like, yo, like, kids, right? somebody was watching Zeke, Um, you know, ministries happening, we had, you know, meetings going on, we had this going on, we had this going on, I mean, I mean, you know, all of a sudden, your mind never turns off, and so you're thinking about all these things in your mind on your, what, you know, supposed to be a day of rest, right, and I said the first few days were really hard, but by the third day, I actually started really understanding what the Lord meant by, day of rest. And this, this term, Selah, like to put a parentheses and for me to put a parenthesis on the front end of my first day, it was turning this thing off. I was like, no, I'm going to guard my time. So I'm going to put this guard, I'll put this parentheses up and then I'm going to put a parentheses over here. Right. And again, that for some of us could be two hours. That for some of us could be 24 hours, but regardless of what, you know, the timeline is, and have to guard your time so I put this guard up I turned the cell phone off the Lord caused it to rain we're not in Atlanta we're sitting in the house we're eating good food we're sleeping good and you know literally for the first time in a long time I was I was reading a book and I said the first two days were really hard and he says well what was hard about it I said well you know we have a lot going on we have kids we have this we have that And then he said something that marked me and it's going to mark me for the rest of my life. He says, your fear of things unraveling and coming apart is telling God that you don't trust him, that he can handle whatever it is that you left behind on the other side of that parenthesis. And I thought about what he said. That I don't trust God to handle my business. I don't trust God to take care of whatever it is that Scott free left on the other side of that parentheses, that email, that fire, that, you know, is going on that if you don't come in and rescue it, somebody is going to figure it out. And the reality was God did. God took care of every thing that needed to be taken care of so that his son, Scott and his daughter, Tammy could do this thing called rest. Sabbath rest. Say law. Here's the deal. Did I get a bunch of texts? When I turned my phone on, did I get a. Of course, I got hundreds of text messages unread, hundreds of emails unread. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. We cannot let life, we cannot let work, we cannot let people steal our REST because. Lord commanded us to take a day of rest. I love Ezekiel 20, 19 and 20. I am the Lord, your God. Follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Keep my Sabbath holy that they may be a sign between us. And you will know that I am the Lord, your God. Listen, I know God, you know God. We have to keep his day holy. We have to take time to say that. Pause. Meditate on what the Lord is saying. And so I felt led to share that with you. And even as we break away from being in person today on this holiday weekend, Labor Day, you think about the term Labor Day. It's a day nationally that they say, look, I want to. We're going to close down federal workplaces and we're going to give everybody a day off. It's a Selah. So what a fitting time to have this conversation. What a fitting time to think about these days of rest. These times that we get to meditate on what the Lord said. Why does he tell us to rest? He tells us to rest because he knows how we are and he knows how this mind works more than every brain surgeon and brain doctor, they don't really completely understand the context of the mind but God does. God created your mind. And a lot of times the battlefields for our lives happen in the context of our minds. And so we need to rest our bodies, souls, and especially our minds. You hear me? So this is a word for somebody on this video right now. It's a word for you. Yeah, you. The Lord is trying to get your attention. And he's trying to cause you to put a parenthesis on a day. Put a parenthesis on the other side. And take whatever time you need in the inside of these parentheses. And don't let the world steal that from you. you. Hear me? Get a babysitter if you got kids. Do what you got to do with your job. Do whatever it is to guard your time. Because everybody wants to take your time. And if you let them, they will. You hear me? So let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you, Father, that we get to come together, break bread together, Father. Break your word and have communion today and fellowship with one another because you are building an amazing family today, Father. Lord, uh, we, we take your word to heart and I pray that we're able to say a We're able to pause for a moment in the context of life. And for those that are busy and for those that are their minds are constantly racing in their heads, I speak peace over them in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you, Father, that Holy Spirit is activated through your word and that Holy Spirit will cause us to slow down to the point that we can hear from you and be obedient to everything that you are saying. But you said in your word, keep the Sabbath day holy. Keep the day set apart for you. So Father, I thank you for a spirit of rest. I thank you for a spirit of relaxation. I thank you for a spirit of peace. I thank you for a spirit of joy that is active in this house, in this church, and in this moment. As I'm speaking right now, that Holy Spirit is doing something in the hearts of your sons and daughters who are hearing my voice. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We all said, amen, amen, amen.